Biscuits, providing etiquette for modern times. My name is Grace, and with me is Emma. I really said my name is Emma. It entertains me every week because I like Grace and I watch each other. Like, we, so it's easy for us to have a conversation. Yeah. And every week I see I see her face panic. <laughs> Who am I? Why is that? How can I struggle with it? It's, it's so hard. It's so, just, it's so entertaining. Maybe just because, like, when I'm not doing it, I'm used to listening to you say, "My name is Emma." Yeah, and that's just like <laughs> embedded. What's I mean, it is head. every anyway. second week, but whatever. <laughs> So, anyway, I am Grace. This is Emma. Hello, how Hi. are you? I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. You're good. Sweet. Oh, you crap me up. Anyway, let's uh, just get started on the good news story. Please. Let's just move on. Oh, I'm let's happy go. to. So, um, I actually got this week's good news from um, an Instagram that I follow, and I think I think you follow them too, Grace. Um, yeah. It's called Good News Underscore Movement. Um, mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Um, if you're someone who's constantly on Instagram, it's something that pops up. They share stories on their story <laughs> regularly. So like feed. feed, no, no. Cause it's on their feed, but they start oh, to their yeah, story. Yeah. So like, even if you're not yeah. someone who scrolls through the feed and you just go through people's stories, you get to see their information and all the good things that happen. Yeah. And they have links and everything. Yeah. So this story, um, is a picture and, um, they're just explaining a particular type of, uh, movement, I guess. So, in Denmark, there are libraries where you can borrow a person instead of a book to listen to their life story for 30 minutes. The goal is to fight, to fight prejudice, and each person has a title, so it's not their name, it's such things as like unemployed, refugee, bipolar, etc. And, um, and but you listen to their story, um, and the idea is that you shouldn't, like, that you realize you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Um, and it's a project that's actually active in 85 plus countries around the world and wow. it's called the human library and you can actually go onto their Instagram, which is at human library organization, organization spelled with a Z. Um, and then when you're on that particular page, you can see where they are all over the world. And then if you want to find out where a, um, human library is close to you, um, they have a Facebook group called, um, again, Human Library. But if you're on Facebook, so facebook.com slash humanlibraryorg slash events, um, you can actually find where one is close to you depending on where you are in the world. Um, yeah, I cool. would assume most of them are in the major cities rather than smaller um, libraries. And I just think this idea is so simple but would be so effective and also it's good for um, anybody. Like you can just sit, you can obviously do it one-on-one, but if you want to, you know, educate, um, maybe someone in your family doesn't have an understanding of certain things, you can bring them to this person. Or um, if you wanted to educate your children rather than reading them a book, is to actually um, introduce them to someone and they can tell their story. And obviously, um, depending on the type of story, it would depend on, um, maybe letting the person know that you're going to have a younger person with them um, or such and then I just thought it was just such a brilliant idea and it's always nice to talk to someone I believe and to give in someone to give insight to their lives so that is the good news that's a great initiative like I feel like you could be so educative for so many different people yep. 
like young, old, whatever. Like I think hearing a story from the storyteller's perspective and like to be able to like feel like their emotion and stuff within the story is so much more powerful than like reading it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, sounds cool. And I think um, it might also, if the person telling story, um, if the stories, uh, their story is, I guess, traumatic, it might give them a voice in that particular instance. Um, so, for example, if they are a refugee, it might give them something a bit of um, power yeah. back to them um, from them situ- from sorry from their situation. So, yeah, I would love to go talk to someone who's yeah. I'd like to check out to see if there's like one happening around Melbourne. Yeah. So, good news story. Great news story. Great initiative. Good job. Perfect. So, Grace, what is your weekly win this week? My weekly win is my whole week. Um, okay. So brag much. <laughs> my week done. No. Um. So last time we spoke, obviously, um, I was getting ready for death day or parentage interview day, however you want to refer to it. Sure. But then the day after that, I got to fly to the Northern Territory with a group of students, and I've been there for the past week. So Tuesday Amazing. through to Monday, um, which was just incredible. Like it's like the absolute dream camp for a teacher to go on. So. The kids were good, like the sites were like next level amazing. Um, we spent the first three days in Alice Springs and like exploring uh, different things up near there. And then we went down to Yalara, which is like the town right near Uluru. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to do like the big base walk and like just saw everything. And like it was just so cool. Um, the sites were amazing, the colors, like the, like the rocks are so red. Like, and I don't think you can, like, like yeah, yeah, they're red, like whatever, but like. To actually see them, you're like, holy smokes, like, this is, like, next level. Like, just the palette was mm-hmm. so good. Um, I am exhausted, though, so we got back. Uh, by the time we got home last night, it was, like, around 7.30. Our plane was delayed two hours, thanks, Jetstar. Yep. Um, Classic. And <laughs> just, like, I'm not a heat person, so I don't like what? hot weather. What? <laughs> but I also went the whole week without getting sunburned. So I spent the whole week in... Temperatures above 32, mm-hmm. not one speck of sunburn on me. I used a whole bottle of sunscreen within that week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like on, what day is today? Tuesday. So Sunday we did like the walk around Uluru mm-hmm. and we were up at 4.30 in the morning because we wanted to do, see the sunrise against it, which was mm-hmm. like incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely worth the early wake up. I tried to convince a group of 16, 17 year olds to get up that early. It was a bit of a fight though, but they did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, like, we did, like, the 10K base walk around the edge of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were stopping and, like, we had, like, a tour guide. So they were stopping and telling us, like, um, different, like, stories from, like, Indigenous perspectives and why certain parts of the rock are so um, important mm-hmm. to the community that lives there. Um, and then we stopped for a bit and then we went home, had a quick lunch, and then we went out for another walk, then, like, stopped for a bit and then we went for another walk. So within that day, we did three different walks. And by the end of it, though, I was, like so heat struck heat mm-hmm. struck yeah i was suffering from heat stroke like yep. i had the biggest headache i was like i had to like kind of like go away from the kids for a little bit because yep. i was like i'm gonna throw up um i didn't so that was good but i was just like delirious by the end of the day and like anything a kid did i was just like i i might murder you <laughs> I might just stay away from you, me you just need to back back away but um, the and the person who was driving our bus was really cool. He owns a camp, like a kind of like 
I'd say it's like a camp. He owns like where the tent, like the property where like the tents were that we were staying in. So mm-hmm. um, that was like kind of handy. And when we got there, the pool was locked because there was a pool at this place. Mm-hmm. And we were and, like, I was just hanging out. That was like the one thing getting me and like a group of kids through the day is like knowing once we get back to the campsite, we can go in the pool. And then we got there and it was locked. And so we like called up the guy because he was back at the tents. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's locked. And um, then he was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll find where the key is. And then he called back one of the other teachers and was like, ah, uh, yeah, so the key actually went back with the other bus driver and is now in Alice Springs. Um, <laughs> so you've got two choices. And the other teacher was like, jump the fence. He was like, yeah, jump the fence. <laughs> so <laughs> me, another teacher, and like 30 teenagers were just all jumping the fence into this pool. And it was like such a small pool. So kind of like we got in there. There wasn't a lot of room to move. But I was just like, I got in and I was like just – like, I could just feel my body just go, oh, yeah. thank God. Okay, we're okay. We're cool now. And, yeah, so it was um, – I just yeah. want to jump back a bit. For those yeah. who have never been to Ezra uh, – I'm sorry, apologies, not Ezra, Uluru, um, and they heard you just say a 10K walk around. Yeah. Is it – is that just you – if you were to put your hand out and touch the rock – it was a full 10k around the rock or is it more at some parts you were walking like right next to it and you could touch the rock yeah um but then in other parts like parts that have like a really kind of like spiritual significance Mm -hmm. um with the community that lives there it kind of goes out a little bit so you're not like walking on like the vegetation and there are certain parts um where like they're trying to like regenerate like kind of like the native grasses Mm -hmm. and stuff there so it kind of it goes out a little bit you're not always right next to it but but you're very close to it is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. So I think just to highlight how massive it is, because I've I've not been there and just to hear that it's a ten K loop around just yeah. I can't I can't fathom what that looks I know, like. like you see photos of it because I'd never been there before either and I was like, Oh yeah, like it's a big rock. Like, okay. Yeah. But then you get there and you're like, Oh my god, like it is massive and like even like being because we were really lucky we could see it from our campsite. Oh, yeah. And cool. Um, like we had like a little viewing platform so we could see like we could basically see it at all times but we could see like the sunrise and the sunset without going like close to it mm-hmm. um and yeah it's just like huge but yeah. then there's like um next to it there's this other kind of like rock range called Katajuka and that's like bigger and like we were standing like we were kind of and you kind of like walk in between because it's like a group of about 36 rocks mm-hmm. um that area and some parts of it are closed off um just because uh, the indigenous people who live there are like, no, 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 you're not allowed. Like, they do, like, really important, like, men and women's business in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the parts that are open to the public, like, it was really annoying because, like, the rocks are next to you and they're, like, like I would say, like, over 100 metres, like, straight up in the air. And so mm-hmm. you kind of want to look and, like, walk up, but then, like, the terrain you're walking on is so, like, rocky and bumpy and everything that you're mm-hmm. kind of, like, stopping every second like and, like, tilting your head, like, literally, like, right as high as it can go mm-hmm. just to see the top of the rock. Like, it's, like, crazy how big they are. Like, they make you feel so tiny because you're just, like, what? Like, it's just huge, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, if you can get there, I like, you've got to go. Yeah. It is on the list. Um we there was like a loose plan um but obviously as everything has happened the last couple of years things just aren't yeah. um going that way but um yeah it's one place that i truly want to go to um yeah at some stage and obviously you do need to pick your timing because it is in the middle of australia and very warm right in the desert yeah <laughs> but it's it's also so green there 
like all like the native plants and everything have learned to adapt so you get there and like I've seen photos so I was like expecting like a bit of kind of like shrubbery mm-hmm. but like in like some places it was like as green as Melbourne is in the middle of winter Wow. Like, it's so crazy how, like, the plants have adapted to the heat and can, like, store whatever water they get. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, wild. So, cool. but um, they kind of recommend, like, the best time to go, it really starts to cool down around Anzac Day, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then the nights there get super, super cold. It's so crazy. It was, like, 35 degrees in the day. Mm-hmm. And, but then at nighttime, I'm, like, hoodie, trackies, like, rugging up because I'm so cold. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Amazing. How's your week been? <laughs> What's your week been? Uh, not as That's exciting. the episode. Sorry, guys, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> not as not as exciting, I guess. Um, uh, my my win is very simple in the fact that uh, Jeff and I have been married for a year, so <laughs> time flies. Um, and but you're, you're supposed to finish that sentence when with you're having fun. With having fun, I think it's just time flies. I just I don't know okay. if. It's not obviously we're having fun, but like I'm just saying, <laughs> time flies just in general, and I feel like yeah, oh yeah, especially yeah, yeah, especially I think during pandemic times where you're allowed to go out at certain stages, then you are stuck inside for certain eight times. Yeah. So I think because we got married and then we had a lockdown and then we had another lockdown after that, it didn't, it can't, it doesn't seem like it could be a year yet because yeah, yeah, we haven't done a year amount of stuff. I don't know how to explain. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I get that. I understand yeah. what you say. So, um, we celebrated by um, having a three course lunch. Jeff got me to play mini golf, which I vowed I, I would do. I saw that. I need to ask you about that. Like, how did Jeff get you to play mini golf? <laughs> he, he basically just sent me a message, and I was obviously caught in a weak moment. And um, he said, Oh, like, you know, it's, it's called Holy Molly, and it's so fun. It's a fun version of mini golf, I guess. And, um, basically I said I'd do it for love and he's like is that a yes (laughs) because I think he was like obviously you love me but like how much (laughs) yeah so we played mini golf I won the first nine holes Jeff won the next nine and then he won overall for those who really need to know um and then (laughs) we went watched the new fantastic beasts um oh cool which was really good so um that's that was what we did and we um had jeff's parents looking after our daughter so we could have just us time um and also disguised as a little baby moon i guess did (laughs) you stay overnight somewhere or just today yeah just at our own house yeah nice i mean i feel like that with Mackenzie away (laughs) for a night is probably it was really nice we got home and you know you just you know, you just your bed's good, and I'm just yeah. really into um, sleep at the moment. So I'm like, this is just yeah. perfect. We didn't have to get up in the morning and race anywhere. Like it was just, it was just nice. You just woke up, took your time, probably yeah. had a cup of tea in bed. Uh, no, well, no, um, we did go oh. out for breakfast because you know. Oh, nice. We're like, well, there's not a toddler sitting next to us. It's really nice to enjoy a meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we did. So obviously yeah, not a great. week week long um, adventure, but. But a year-long adventure, you yeah. could say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice to celebrate um, with Jeff. Yeah. Oh, nice. Happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, um, if you're living in Australia, you're probably gearing up for some Easter festivities mm-hmm. um, or gearing up to enjoy a long weekend. 
um, whichever camp you fall in. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so starting off the Easter weekend, well, for most people, I would say, like those who don't follow every tradition leading up, um, mm-hmm. is Good Friday. Yes. And growing up, I thought it was like the law that you could not eat meat on Good Friday. Um, it's not. You can. It's a, like, <laughs> if you're not super religious, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I have since learned. But... Um, Unfortunately, my grandma's been quite unwell the past few weeks. She's been um, in hospital for a bit. So um, I've planned to go up and see her on Good Friday just to um, take the day, hang out with her and just catch up. Mm-hmm. And she messaged me yesterday just being like, oh, can you send me a list of things that you want to have for lunch? Like, it's um, got to be careful, though. We're not allowed to eat meat. And my family is not religious at all. We've yep. never been to church together. Uh, um, like any kind of family funerals not held in a church or anything like that like Mm -hmm. I think my parents got married in a church but I wasn't there so I'm not 100% sure on the details Um, and I was just kind of like like I'd already organized to take all the food up because she's been unwell I was like no Mm -hmm. no no like I'll bring everything it's no dramas Um, but I was just kind of like blown away that I was like oh you're like she's still not allowed to eat meat on Good Friday (laughs) like according to her own rules (laughs) and I remember a few years ago I was working at two places this is back when I was at uni so I was working at Baker's Delight and then a burger bar mm-hmm. and I across that 24 hours I think I was working about uh 17 18 19 ish hours of that day like because the day before Baker, uh, Good Friday is Baker's Delight's busiest day because yeah. everyone wants hot cross buns of course and then I just also had a shift at the burger bar and I was just like ravenous at one point and I knew I had spaghetti sauce in the <laughs> freezer and like I just without even thinking just heated it up ate some spaghetti um, basically like spaghetti willy nays or something mm-hmm. and then I was on my f- the phone to my dad later that day and he was like oh you know what did you have for dinner and I was like oh, I just had spaghetti willy nays and he like cracked it at me he's like you're not allowed to eat meat on Friday <laughs> and I was just like dad this is like one of the few hours I have off today I was hungry also we're not religious like yeah but yeah so I find that that's like a tradition that seems to have stuck even if you're not someone who follows like all the traditions of Easter and all um, I would say probably like Christian traditions mm-hmm. and that's like one that like as I get older it just kind of seems like more and more wild to me that that's like something that you like I like I still eat meat on the pride but I also feel like I'm kind of breaking the rules yeah <laughs> I, so. I think it's very um I don't, know, I don't know the right word it's it's something that is obviously so embedded or ingrained if you um grew up at a time when I think you had a nun as a teacher and so it would be obviously it's very very wrong and um basically the idea is that you don't eat the body of christ which is on the good friday um for those who don't know and um so that's the whole idea and so um you're supposed to pay respects to that and i think if you're someone who does not follow um a particular faith and in particular a christian faith and I guess you're choosing not to um, acknowledge Good Friday in those terms. It's I think it's people find it hard because then should you then celebrate Easter? Yeah, then you still get the <laughs> so I think trockies. I think it's it's a it's a it's a hard line because obviously, um, like you need to be respectful of those who are of that faith, but at the same time, it's so commercialized. Um, yeah that it's very difficult to not acknowledge it even if you aren't like religious like you 
you can't yeah. you can't just walk around and be like, oh, it's at the Easter this weekend. It's literally like smooshed into your face in any way, yeah. shape, or form. But it's also smooshed into your face since January when yeah. this one's come out. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's which just, is also when I start buying them. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think it's just I think um, as long as you can acknowledge where the tradition started, and yeah. you acknowledge that it is part of a particular faith. Um, and you know, if someone in your circles wants to acknowledge it, or um, you happen to be hanging out with them on a particular day of um, the Easter um, weekend, I think that's as long as you're acknowledging it to the best of your um, ability. I think it's okay. It's very, I yeah. think it's a very fine line because much like Christmas, um, and it's I think it's very easy for. Grace and I did both say that we're not of a religious faith, but yeah. we still celebrate that. So I don't know. It's just sort of, it's, I find it very interesting just in general. Yeah, no, and I do because I definitely like, not the biggest celebrator of Christmas um, in general, but like I still do like see my family over that time, like exchange yeah. gifts. But it's the same thing, like we don't like celebrate the kind of like faith-based side of it. Yeah, It's more like the commercialized side of it that we get into and I think, like, I'd be confident saying that's a lot of families as well. Like, it's not just my family that does no. this. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, but I also, like, grew up um, on Good Friday, like, going to my stepmom's family's house for Good Friday lunch. And they are um, – her parents are quite religious. Mm-hmm. And so it would be, like, the big seafood spread, which, like, give me some prawns, give me some scallops, love this. Yeah. yeah. But they would always just serve, like, the grossest piece of fish. And I think it was, like, always, like, a <laughs> trout or something like that. Yeah. And so, and for after that, that combined with working in a fish and chip shop, I went years without eating actual fish. Like, I would eat other seafood, mm-hmm. but I've only, like, recently gotten back on the fish bandwagon just because, like, it just turned me off it. Like, they were just like, what's the worst piece we could serve? And that's what they did. <laughs> well, I think um, we kind of led down this road of food to do with Easter, which I think yes. is, like, I guess, like, any um, holiday, I think, if there's a food kind related of like a to it, point, yeah. yeah, because generally, when there's food involved, people get together. So, um, I actually looked up tradition food Easter food traditions, um, and yeah. some of them I had no idea about, and I feel real. Not I don't want to say stupid, naive. It's a nicer way of putting it. Uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> so, I don't know many, so I'm excited yeah. to hear what you. So got. Ob- there's the obvious ones, but there's some other ones yeah. I'm like. I feel like I knew the word, but I didn't really understand why. So I'm going to go through a few of them. Um, okay. I'm not sure I'm going to go through all of them because there's a lot on this site. Um, okay, so number one, the obvious being chocolate eggs. Um, <laughs> so um, it's meant to symbolize new life, rebirth, fertility, and the brightness of spring, um, which obviously in our country it's not the start of spring it's the start of autumn so (laughs) it's a bit backwards but um basically um so chocolate eggs are relatively new to um easter traditions um and um obviously the eggs were is an ancient symbol of fertility but making them chocolate actually originated in france and germany in the 1800s that's why it's funny because it's so new. Um, <laughs> we had some of the other ones. Um, and by 1875, um, a certain Mr. Cadbury was making them. 
Um, so they used to be dark chocolate um, and filled with sweets such as like sugared almonds. And then oh, um, in 1905, uh, Cadbury Dairy Milk was born and the Easter egg market began to boom. So yeah. in the 1900s is basically when it became more popular. So obviously now that we're in this particular day and age, we can understand why it's so prominent because it's been around for a long time. Um, so that's chocolate egg. The next one, which again, I assume you would know, is the hot cross bun. <laughs> um, classic. And um, I've already eaten two today. Oh, I'm, I am jealous. <laughs> um, so the cross on top symbolizes the crucifixion. The spices may also um, symbolize um, spices to embalm Jesus after crucifixion. Didn't know that one. Ah, okay. Um, the first literary reference to them was not until 1733. Okay. Um, from the rhyme, one, one a penny, two a penny, hot cross buns. Um, but they were definitely eaten before then. Um, yeah. It's possible that they originated in St. Albans in the 12th century. Um, and the monk, uh, the monks used to serve them on Good Friday to the poor. Um, in the 1500s, Queen Elizabeth I banned them um, except at Easter, Christmas, and funerals, because they thought to have magical healing powers. So, oh, some fun tidbits there. Yeah, um, cool. This is the first one that I think I've recognised the name, but I don't think I've um, really understood what it's about. So it's a Simnel cake. So S I M N E L cake. Um, okay. So it's Simnel? yeah. So it symbolises the eleven who went to heaven. Um, the cake is usually topped with 11 balls of marzipan um, to represent the 12 apostles minus Judas. Um, nice. And again, it's more to do with um, the... It's actually traditionally made for Mother's Day, but then um, it became more of a thing about the fourth Sunday of Lent. Um, and so... Um, it became more of a Lent um, Easter cake. Okay, yeah, see, that's one that I definitely haven't heard of. And I think, like, people who have heard of that kind of, like, really do practice their, yes. like, kind of faith-based yeah. parts of Easter. Yeah. Um, the next one is roast lamb. So this is something that's Yum. probably, like, that I, like, my family would normally do is make a roast lamb. Um, symbolizes purity and goodness and also Jesus' sacrifice. Um so long before Easter was a tr- Christian tradition, sorry, the lamb was a main meal of the Jewish Passover. So um, usually revolves around Easter. So when Christianity was born, converting Jews brought the traditional law. So that's why. Um, so it's also um, Jesus is the lamb of God. So he sacrificed yeah, yeah. himself at Easter. That makes more sense. Um, Easter bread. Um, at the end of uh, your Lent fast um, yep. is meant to bring peace and good luck in the coming year um, obviously bread is um, a symbol of Christ during Holy Communion and the Last Supper yeah, yeah. etc so um, this was re- it's basically a, a, a plaited wreath of dough so okay. um, actually I think I've seen yeah. them before but Never made one, never yeah. eaten one. Um, so this one I didn't really know about, but apparently, okay. Um, Easter bunny cakes. 
So um, oh. symbolizes fertility and possible the virgin birth. So Easter, the Easter bunny, um, or at least his cousin, the Easter hare, has been busy delivering eggs to children since the 1600s, originally in Germany. Um, and just like Sander, he traditionally decided whether children were naughty or nice first. Um, the rabbit yeah. are a symbol of fertility because they reproduce uh, prolifically. Super quickly. <laughs> Hares were originally thought to be um, associated with virgin births. I did not know that, but yes. Um, and carrots. Yeah, I kind of always yeah wondered where like the Easter bunny yeah concept came from because. Yeah, I mean, like, I know Santa was originally thought of by, like, the Coca-Cola company. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I always wondered if, like, the Easter Bunny was something similar, if it was just, like, something that a company made up and they were like, here, kids, this is what brings you chocolate. But, okay, nope, Germany in the 1600s. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, carrots um, symbolise the springtime, plenty of food for the Easter Bunny, obviously. Um, yeah. So it's probably not as common living out for them for reindeer at Christmas but traditionally children will leave out carrots for the Easter bunny which makes oh, more sense sure. yeah um as reindeers wouldn't really normally naturally eat carrots um <laughs> so oh, I have left a carrot out for a reindeer and they've eaten it uh, I mean obviously but there's not like, the <laughs> traditional um, yeah, yeah, yeah um and then um carrot cake actually became popular during the second world war when sugar was rationed so carrot cake um, can be a popular um, type of cake at Easter as well. Yeah, I've, I definitely see like the bunny con- like connection, yeah. like the carrot cake makes sense, yeah. Um, a cooked ham, so symbolising it's feasting. Uh-huh. So there's no different meaning, it's just part, most of um, Northern Europe um, ham was the meat that was most readily available. So yeah. it became an Easter tradition. Um, and pretzels, obviously prayer. Um, the a Lent, a, a Lent snack, end of Lent snack, um, and um, early Christians do not eat dairy products during Lent, so pretzels were made simply from flour, salt, and water. So, oh, there you go. Um, you can have those. Um, this one I was like, okay, boiled eggs, like a dippy egg, I guess is the best way okay. of writing it. Some soldiers. Yep. So, invite uh, symbolizes fertility, the tomb of the resurrection, and when died red the blood of christ so depending on um how you do craft at easter you can um some uh countries also paint easter eggs um oh yeah, yeah. i've definitely seen that yeah. tradition before so um yeah that's just another easter tradition and the um, last two is spiced easter biscuits um again it's just more of a english type of biscuit um and they tend to be east like bunny shaped and then the last one is decorated easter cakes um representing new life and spring so chicks lambs and flowers are all popular motifs of the easter cake um and basically they represent pre-christian pagan traditions um they're coming in spring flowers etc um, but they've now become more of an Easter food tradition um, and decorations. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's the a quick list of some foods that um, are traditionally used at Easter. I believe that the first couple of people would be really familiar with and probably yeah. have some of their own Easter traditions, which we have spoke about previously when we've done an Easter um, podcast last... I think we did one last year. 
I think we did. I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but yeah. I feel like we may have. I think we did. I think we called it Hoppy Easter or something really creative. So. Oh, yeah. Cute. Love that yeah. for us. Yeah, we really, we really nailed that one. So um, I guess my, like, final etiquette or sort of part of um, Eastern food is that um, – like any sort of celebration it's about sharing food with other people yeah and i guess like we've always spoke about when sharing food with other people just need to be mindful of any dietary requirements obviously in this particular case faith that is that may or may not be affected when feeding groups of people on particular days especially this one and i think the last thing um is the chocolate so (laughs) Obviously, chocolate is a major part of Easter in the commercial world, and um, I just think that if you're someone who cannot have chocolate, or if it's something that is like it's meant to be seen as a treat, and that's not something that you can participate in, I think letting people know as far in advance as possible so they can yeah make a cake especially or like other nowadays options. if it's like a dietary based thing, there are so many alternatives out there. Yeah, like. Even, like, lint chocolate. Like, if you get the dark chocolate, that is vegan. Yeah. So, like, people can eat that. There's so many, like, milk alternative ones mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, I think, like, if you're someone who can't have, like, can't handle, like, dairy or lactose in their diet, then there are so many ways around that now as opposed to, like, probably, like, 20 years ago where I was like, oh, well. Well, you will have Either a carrot tummy instead ache or <laughs> chocolate That's egg. it. Hot cross buns. Yeah. Um, hot cross buns from Baker's Light are vegan. Obviously, oh, really? it has to be, like, the traditional fruit ones. Um, yeah. The chocolate ones Not obviously so have chocolate in it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. The wow. fruit and fruitless ones are like vegan. Amazing. Fun fact. <laughs> well, we yeah. we are very excited because this is the first one that we're actually going to do an, uh, an Easter egg hunt with Yeah, um, cute. Daughter. I was going to ask, like, um, if Mackenzie knows what's happening over the next week um she's aware this morning she went to care with a easter hat or bonnet for the parade that's on today oh, the easter. oh my god also one of my favorite movies is called easter parade and it's like based around this lady just wants to walk in the easter parade and wear her bonnet um, <laughs> and yeah it's made in the 1940s it's a musical if you have access to it i highly recommend watching it <laughs> what a unique recommendation <laughs> yeah, i know um yeah, and she actually came home from um, care last night with a um, a bag, and it had a picture of her, a, yeah. a Polaroid, and it had like a cotton tail on the front, and inside was some eggs and some Easter stickers and stuff. So, um, really cute. And that was such. A, is that the one you posted on your Insta? Yeah, we got so two cute. pictures. Oh, she's so so cute. And yeah, so today's the parade, and then on Thursday the Easter Bunny is coming to the center. So. Aww. Um. I think one of us can go and like watch her like interact with the bunny. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure how she re- would respond. Um, but yeah, so that's this week. And then obviously on the weekend, um, depending on the weather, like if it's really cold outside, we probably won't do it. I yet. think Sunday's going to be okay. Yeah. So we're just, we're, I'm hoping to do the Easter eggs outside, but we've yeah. got like a footprint. Um, spoiler alert a footprint <laughs> maker and um all that stuff to um assist with the magic of Easter. oh so, cute very excited yes and as i've mentioned before in my in the easter um uh podcast that we've done previously yes she got 
flannel pajamas. So I was going to say, are you carrying on. on the tradition? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super cute. cute. So so adorable. Um, but yes, so um, I will uh, make sure that we get some sort of photo or some sort of evidence of her doing her little Easter thing, and I'll I'll put it up on Instagram because it's just it's it's too adorable not to. And <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how we go. Nice. I think that's it. There's no... Yeah. I, I feel like I just want to sort of highlight, not so much the etiquette, but it's more about about Easter and, and we acknowledge that um, we're probably more commercial practising than faith practising yeah. Easter acknowledgements. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, happy Easter, everyone. If you're driving around on the weekend, please stay safe. Yes. It is a hectic part of the year to be out on the roads. Yes. Um, but... Yeah, otherwise, um, happy Easter egg hunting if that's what you're doing on Sunday. Yeah. Um, oh, be kind to fish and chip workers on Friday if you're yeah. going to your local fish. I used to work in a fish and chip shop as well. Mm. And non-surprisingly, Good Friday, one of the busiest days of the year, and it's just hectic. So be kind, be patient. Yeah. Um, Understanding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to, like, the one I worked at was, like, in the town I grew up in, like, town of, like, 1,000, 1,200 people. And, like, we would get orders coming in. Like, for that whole week, like, on the Monday, be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pick up my dinner at, like, 6.30 Friday. But we'd have, like, 10 people who were, like, saying, like, I'm going to pick up my dinner at 6.30 Friday. And it was just like, oh, my God, okay. How? How do you think that's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, poor little, like, 16-year-old me stressing out and trying to cook fish perfectly. <laughs> my God. Okay. So be kind to the fish and chip workers. That's where you're heading. And make sure you get your hot cross buns on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Support your local bakes delight on Monday. <laughs> Just a plug for every part-time job I've anything had. Anything else? Anything else you can um, I've done private math tutoring if you need. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was so good. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Well, um, thank you for listening. Um, as always, um, you can follow us on at Dunking Biscuits Podcast. And if you um, feel so inclined and you want to give us a review or – five-star rating or whatever yeah. you <laughs> feel best doing however um please do yeah all right well happy hey, easter for it. those who celebrate it and those who may not i uh, hope you have a good weekend yeah enjoy your long weekend yeah. thanks bye, bye.